Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Get to know your customer, your borrower. It's never really a good time to lend to somebody that's not credit worthy. And it's never a bad time to lend to somebody that's very credit worthy. So know your customer. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I'm pleased and honored to be introducing you to Trevor McGregor. You recognize his name. He's been on the show multiple times. Just search Trevor McGregor, Joe Fairless, and you'll hear his interviews that I did with him. And he has a lot of value during those interviews. Well, he's had a lot of value in my life. For the last five years, I have hired him to be a consultant to help me with my real estate business and just personal stuff too as a life slash business coach. And he's taken my game to a different level. Before I hired him, I had four single family homes. And oh, by the way, I was also single. Fast forward to today, my company controls over $300 million worth of real estate. And I am happily, happily married. Clearly, results are going to vary, but he has helped me in five years do things that I didn't even have on my radar. So I suggest that you speak to Trevor McGregor if you're looking to take your real estate investing business to the next level. If you've had success and are looking to build on that success, then he's your guy. Go to trevormcgregor.com or coachwithtrevor.com. And you'll be able to apply for a conversation with him, coachwithtrevor.com. We used to do a free consultation. We got too many free consultations, and he actually is pretty full with his consulting program, and he's very conscientious about the value that he adds. He wants to add tremendous value, so he's being very selective with the people who he does work with. So go to coachwithtrevor.com and apply to have a conversation with him. And then you two can decide if it makes sense to work together or not and hire him as a consultant. It has impacted my life in a tremendously positive way. Him and his wife have gone to my wedding. Trevor's been to my conference a couple years. And I know him well. And I suggest that you get to know him as well. Coachwithtrevor.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. With us today, Dan Palmier. How you doing, Dan? Very good, Joe. How you doing? I'm doing well. Nice to have you on the show, my friend. A little bit about Dan. He's the founder and president of UC Funds, a vertically integrated private commercial real estate firm. He's been in real estate business for over 25 years as an investment manager, an owner, a developer, and a financier. 
UC funds, organizes structures, underwrites, and manages commercial real estate investments based in Boston, Massachusetts. With that being said, Dan, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Absolutely. We are a firm that focuses on capital solutions and providing financing to entrepreneurs nationally. And we have a growing investor base. We've done about $2 billion over the last four years. And we're transforming. We've got some really good new investors and joint ventures with some of the biggest banks in the world. And we're very eager to grow our platform and provide capital solutions. And most of what we do is debt, mortgages, first mortgages, mezzanine capital, equity, preferred equity, and all asset groups. Mm -hmm. Who is your ideal client? You know, we have a lot of repeat business. So I think the smarter the client is, uh, the more entrepreneurial, the quicker they need things is the best client for us so that they understand the difference between our capital solution and something more commoditized or what our competitors or another bank will do. So we're very creative. So entrepreneurs that are very skilled and experienced are really our best customers. Will you elaborate or perhaps give an example or two on having a creative solution versus what a traditional bank would do? Sure. So one of our groups centralized here in Boston is called our screening group. So borrowers will come to us, brokers will come to us, and they'll ask for a first mortgage loan to buy something, or they'll come to us and say, we need some mezzanine capital, or we need a little equity here. So we encourage them to give us all the information on the deal, and we'll go back to them and say, we could do it this way. We could do it A, B, C, D. What would be examples of A, B, C, D? If a entrepreneur or borrower comes to us and says they have a first mortgage bridge loan or first mortgage loan to acquire or construct a property from the bank down the street, and that looks like 65% leverage, and they're looking for the remainder of the cap stack, so the next 35%, and they'll say, well, we have the equity. We only need 10% mezzanine loan. So we'll say, great, here's what that would look like. So your request was a mezzanine loan, 10% of the capital stack, the subordinate capital stack. But we can also do a 90% first mortgage loan versus the 65%. And we can also do the equity piece. And your blended cost of capital would be less than doing it the way you're doing it, which is three phone calls, three meetings, yep. one to the bank, one to the mezzanine lender, and then syndicating, which is basically cobbling together equity or going down the street to a big institution to give you the equity piece. The syndicator would go to the country club and raise that equity. And all that is time, energy, and most of these guys lose the deal. So as a one-stop shop for commercial real estate capital solutions, they could call us, and right here under one roof, I can provide them 100% of the capital. So that gives us a lot of flexibility on providing that A, B, C, D options. We could do the first, we could do the first and the MES, we could do first MES preferred equity or first MES preferred equity and the equity. So there's one of two thoughts going on right now. One thought is a best ever listener who is thinking 100% financed something's not right here. And the other thought that is going on could be, I want in on that. 
I want a hundred percent finance deal. So help me understand a little bit more about that and kind of talk us through a little bit more, please. Okay. So a traditional capital stack for a real estate owner to buy something, if they're financing it, you can use all equity, but that doesn't make much sense in our arena. So there's the traditional debt piece, which if you go to a bank today, depending on what it is that you're going to do between construction and something that is fairly stabilized, that may look like, let's just call it 65% of the capital needed to buy or construct. The 35% to get to 100, that's where some creativity comes in. So some of our borrowers will come to us for the next, let's call it a tranche or segment of the capital stack, and we'll call that a mezzanine tranche. So we'll call that another 15%, 15, 25%. Let's call it 15. So now we're up to 80. And the next 20 is typically equity. So what the entrepreneur or the buyer is bringing to the table, and it may be his cash or a combination of his cash and others. So that's kind of a, a traditional 80% of the buyers buy like that. What we can do and do do here at UC Funds, we can do that 65% piece, we can do that 15% mezzanine piece, and we can do the equity piece. Now, the costs of those tranches are different, but because our investor base is diverse, we have investors that want to be in the first piece, they want to be in the mezzanine piece, mm -hmm. another one want to be in the preferred equity and the equity. But it's one phone call and we can do 100% of that cap stack. So with the actual investor who comes to you, if your group is doing all of the financing, then how do you have alignment of interest with that individual so that you know they have some skin in the game? Are you talking about you talking about I'm, the borrower? I'm, yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, the yeah, borrower. Let's just use me for an example. I just found an apartment building. It's let's say 500 units. We're talking right now, and I'm like, yeah, I'll roll with you, Dan. You fund everything. And here's my deal, and I'll take some ownership, and great. I hope it works out. How does this work exactly? Right. So every deal is unique. So we want to make sure that our investors that are providing the capital are safe. So we would like you to have skin in the game. We'd like you to have cash in the deal. But if you, like some of our other investors, just know how to buy right, more shrewd than others, and you're buying something that's worth 20 million to 15 million, being an entrepreneurial provider of capital, I'm gonna give you credit for that 5 million. So I'm gonna say, Joe, nobody does this except you. You got something for 20 and you paid 15. So I'm gonna give you implied skin in the game and equity value of that 5 million bucks. So I, I feel good that if I'm financing 90% of your acquisition, you still have more equity in the deal. So it really, sure. it's, a, it's a case by basis, but we look at the deal and we figure out how are our interests aligned? How do we get paid back? I want to make sure we always get paid back with the appropriate yield on our investment. Mm -hmm. So there's some implied equity, there's cash equity that we like. You may want to give us a personal guarantee versus putting cash in. We'll take a look at that. Also being entrepreneurial on our side. And you may say, I don't have that much equity can I pledge another asset? That's another way of skinning the cat. And as a private institution, I can do it 
and others are not allowed or don't want to or don't understand how to do it. Yeah, that is incredibly nimble, that's for sure. With the implied equity, let's just go to that example that you used. We're buying a $20 million property for $15 million, so that's at a 25% discount. So the implied equity, would you give me credit for all 25% of that or just a percent of that 25 Again, depends the deal. As a real estate professional, you understand that every deal is unique. Yep. I would try to do as much of the 25% as possible. Wow. And what do you read from a interest-aligned standpoint? You've mentioned implied equity, cash equity, personal guarantee, pledge another asset. What is the total amount percentage-wise? And I know every deal is different, but generally, what percent of skin in the game do you look for, regardless of how you get it, either from any of those sources? I would say that we'd like to have about 25%. We can mix and match what the different enhancements are, but mm-hmm. we'd like to have a, about 25%, whether it's it's cash equity or implied or a pledge of another asset and a personal guarantee. Got it. Very interesting. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, very unique way of looking at things. And we do commoditized stuff also, but I think the audience probably wants to know something more entrepreneurial, and, and we do a lot of this stuff. $2 billion in the last four years. Help me understand how that's derived. Just break that down for me, will you? I'd say we're probably up to almost 150 separate transactions in 26 states throughout the country. A lot of downtowns throughout the country where we're actually breathing life into obsolete buildings in urban areas so that millennials can go down there and live, work, and play. We do that. A lot of multifamily, I'd say 75% 75% of the $2 billion is in the multifamily sector, and then everything else of the $2 billion, most of it's debt, 75% of it's first mortgages, then mezzanine and equity, and we do some ground-up construction. And then we've bought some assets, too. So we bought two hotels and a nice multifamily in downtown Stamford, Connecticut, a year and a half ago. We bought a hotel in, in Pittsburgh, and we bought a broken condominium in Gulf Shores, Alabama. So we do a little bit of everything throughout the country. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? I'd say get to know your customer, your borrower. It's never really a good time to lend to somebody that's not credit worthy. And it's never a bad time to lend to somebody that's very credit worthy. Mm-hmm. So know your customer. In addition to 25% equity in the deal, there are many ways to get that we've talked about. What are the other things that you look for in the borrower other than credit worthiness? And will you define credit worthiness a little bit more? Well, we do a background check. We look at their history in the real estate field. We kind of rate their experience level and their credit score and all that traditional stuff. We really get to know the people we do business with. And not everyone has not had a, a problem. Now, obviously, we came from a very bad time back in 07, 08, 09. So most borrowers have some kind of workout history. So we just evaluate what they've done, how they've done it, and whether they've been honorable with their creditors and others. It's very important to us. I'll give you a scenario. And based on the information I give you, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And then we'll go from there. So let's say I just quit my W-2 job, so no W-2 income. I found an apartment deal. 
It's the largest I've ever bought any transaction. It's about 100 units. The closest to that I've done is a single family house. I only have one. But the deal is a really good deal. And I have a good third-party property management company who I've lined up to manage it. The deal, it appraises for $20 million, but I have it under contract for 15 I have good credit. If I come to you, are we doing a deal? Absolutely. If the market's okay. See, we look at the deal with like a pyramid. So we've got the borrower on one point, we've got the market, and we've got the property. And for us, not all three things have to be stellar, but this is a good property. You're buying it right, and you've got a good property manager. We're doing the deal. And I have no money to put into it, but I can use that implied equity for it? I'd like you to put something in. <laughs> but I don't have any money. I just left my job, but I have that one house. So I have like maybe, I don't know, let's pretend I have 15000 in equity there. Can I just like say, hey, here's the house if things go wrong? You could do it that way. One of our mantras is we're not going to lend a dollar unless we're ready to own and operate the underlying real estate. So that $5 million is real. If it's going to be better luck next time, although we're certainly not predatorial and we're relationship lenders, we have no problem in taking the asset. Mm -hmm. And then it depends on the state. Some states are easier to take assets than, than others. But I would do that deal for you. If that's you, and I'm saying you got promise and I like the story and I think you have a lot of skill and future potential, I would help you. I would, mm -hmm. I would grow you and I would expect in return the UC funds guys, they help me. They mm -hmm. help me uh, actualize the American dream. They're my guys. I'm going back to them over and over again. And then you'll say nice things about us. So our referral network is very important to us. So a new borrower that comes to us that may not know us, we give them five, 10 names and just say, just call them. We don't tell them to say nice things about us, but that's what we work for. You know, the mm -hmm. reputation is very important. I have a feeling you're going to get a lot of calls after this interview goes <laughs> After this interview airs. Joe, we, we do things others can't or don't want to do. I've done million, $2 million working capital facilities for people that were referred. They needed some help making payroll, what have you. And I've done it off an email. <laughs> and subsequently, I've done hundreds of millions of dollars with the same people because they remember that you did something that others can't do or won't do. We're doing a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. If you want to hire the guy who I hire to help me with my real estate investing business, then go to coachwithtrevor.com. That's coachwithtrevor.com. The Target Market Insights podcast is just that, a show solely dedicated to help you learn about target markets through the people successfully shaping them. The show features professionals who work directly with the audience and market you want to connect with in real estate. Listen and subscribe today at targetmarketinsights.com. That's targetmarketinsights.com. All right, best ever book you've read? The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. What's a best ever deal you've done? I haven't done it yet. <laughs> but starting UC Funds is a deal to me, and that's awesome. And then this new product called UC Go, it's a joint venture with Barclays Bank, and we'll do a billion a year, 85% loan to value and transitional light stuff, and it's resonating throughout the country. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction? Lending to the wrong person. 
I would think that would come up frequently with the 100% finance stuff. In reality, have I lost a dollar in this business? I'm, I'm asking myself. Yeah. I lost on one transaction out of, I've done a thousand. Mm-hmm. It was a guy that we didn't do a good job underwriting. What would you, if presented the similar opportunity, different person, but same exact scenario, what question would you ask or what data point would you research to then mitigate that risk? Sometimes you just make mistakes. And it, we would have done more due diligence. It was my mistake. On what particular thing? Really evaluated the history that he had with investors and other bankers. We overrode the borrower piece because we looked at the real estate and we fell in love with the real estate. Mm-hmm. And we can do some hard money asset-based lending. And we got wrapped up with somebody that really didn't want to pay us back and couldn't. And then the Great Recession hit. And we just didn't have enough capital to wait it out. But phenomenal real estate. Phenomenal real estate. So it was definitely a timing thing. And we made it through the Great Recession at all odds. But there was definitely some bruises and some scar tissue. Mm-hmm. Best ever way you like to give back? Palmier Foundation. I woke up probably six years ago, seven years ago, and was a little sluggish getting out of bed. And it occurred to me that God made me to, to create. So I like to give back throughout the world for different causes. And how can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? I'm on LinkedIn and also my website, ucfunds.com, and my initials, gp at ucfunds.com. Thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and really enjoyed learning about your business, how you structure deals. We got into the specifics of it and how you approach transactions in a creative way. So thanks so much for being on the show, Dan. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. Take care. The Target Market Insights podcast is just that, a show solely dedicated to help you learn about target markets through the people successfully shaping them. The show features professionals who work directly with the audience and market you want to connect with in real estate. Listen and subscribe today at targetmarketinsights.com. That's targetmarketinsights.com.